0: Hello, my name is David Turner and this is the Lunar Poetry Podcast, and today I'm in Camden in North London and I'm joined by Shamila and Sarah, co-founders of uh, Fantastic Speaking Volumes. Hello, for both of you. Hello. Hi. How are you doing? Good. Yeah. Um, we're going to start with an introduction into what Speaking Volumes is, and Sharmila's going to talk us through that.
1: Um, so, yes, Sarah and I met when we were both at um, Penn International working um, as the events team doing the um, Free the Word festival. And we'd actually both been working in literature for a long time and managed to never meet um, up until that point. So um, we met and hit it off very well, immediately, and um, we organised two festivals together at Penn. Um, But after two festivals, I think we both felt that um, we'd had... Um, enough of working for other people where well, we wanted, we had so many ideas of our own and wanted to really just follow our passions and our, um, interests in literature. So we both went, left pen and decided to set up speaking volumes. And we had a few small jobs first, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Um, for example, we organized a Russian poetry night, um, that was an outreach event from the London Book Fair Market Focus, um, and a couple of other things. But then, before um, Poetry Parnassus started in 2012, which was the um, cult- part of the Cultural Olympiad, we were invited really to see if we could help out with that. So we set up Speaking Volumes as a partnership. And we have all the legal documentation and everything, it's very <laughs> exciting, <laughs> and, um, even a tax number, everything. Yeah. And um, we, um, our first job was this massive um, tour of, UK tour of Poetry Parnassus poets. So Poetry Parnassus was um, a very exciting festival where the South Bank invited one poet from every country in the world to come to London for a week to do events. And then we organised, I think it was two and a half weeks or so, wasn't it? It was, it was nearly three weeks, yeah. And we used about 50 poets from that, you know, that gathering to do bespoke events all over the country. I think we organised about 30 different events from Northern Ireland to Edinburgh to um, Cambridge, right down to the south coast. So it was three weeks of (coughs) swapping poets at obscure stations. And, <laughs> and curating according to each venue's needs or each festival's needs and um it was amazing wasn't it mm, it was
2: incredible i was remembering the other day one of the particular poet poet swaps um where we had to i think it was at paddington station there were two of us in charge of maybe about 30 poets only three of which spoke english and that some of them had translators, some didn't. Half of them had lost their tickets. Um, it was just, you know, it was an experience, but it was a brilliant, brilliant one. And I think that really set us up to be able to deal with anything. Yeah
0: brings to mind images of primary school teachers trying to get kids in high-vis vests onto double-decker buses. That's it. You know, without losing any, yeah. That's it, but we were shouting across the train station, where's
2: Mr. Career? You've lost Miss Cameroon, or Mr. Cameroon as it was. Yes. Um, you know, where's
1: Miss Cypress? It, it yeah. was interesting. Yes, I was at Bristol Templemead station waiting for poets to come from, from London and I hadn't met them before, so I was looking at the, I knew Mr. Armenia was quite an old gentleman, so I was looking at every old man who came towards me, thinking, are you well, Mr. Armenia? With a white carnation in little <laughs> Exactly. Who <laughs> spoke no English, so that would have been helpful. Yeah. But it worked out really well, I mean, I think all three of us, we have a, we have a, um, colleague, Nick Chapman, hmm. who was also at Penner's um, as our colleague at the fest- on the festival team, and he joined us soon afterwards. Um, so all three of us were in a state of almost comatose watching of the Olympic Games hmm. after that tour. I think I watched every weird sport going because I couldn't move off the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> it was certainly a baptism of fire, but we, we
2: realised that having worked in literature for many, many years that that was the kind of project where we were able to bring all of our skills to that, both organisational and editorial in the case of Schumann um, and So
0: so speaking volumes, was it uh, a reaction to anything in particular or was it just uh, a choice to try and focus on something new?
1: I think it was two things really, wasn't it? One is that we, um, Sarah and I, feel that often a lot of literature programming in this country might not be as audience focused as maybe it should be and really we got a bit tired of seeing four white middle-class men on stage and we wanted to a show that literature is much more diverse than that but b also show that you could interest people who aren't seen as your usual literature audience in books, in events um, just by putting some work in, doing some research, and actually, you know, knowing what you're doing. Mm. So, mm. I think programming in partnership
2: with venues who really do know their audiences, yeah. whether it's you know at the British Library or um, a festival up north or a, you know I think Wenlock Poetry Festival, which is brilliant, um, it's happening at the moment. Um, as long as you we really wanted to work with people like that to, and to learn about their audiences and to really properly tailor events for their audiences as opposed to quite often when people tour the country um, with poetry, particularly, I have to say. Um, there's a sense that the curated programme or the set of curated writers is fixed and that that, just like a theatre production, I suppose, tours around yes, the country and that's fine, but in terms of audience development um, and interesting more people in poetry, and a much wider audience, that's that's not going to work. So that's not, we always give ourselves extra work, if you like, whenever we're doing...
0: I mean, without naming names, because there's no point when people are not here to discuss it, but there's been a couple of events that I've seen recently, and I've been, there are, there are venues that I go to, uh, generally anyway, and both occasions I've asked what will be happening at the event to people mm-hmm. at the venue and they've just said oh, I don't know it's just been booked wow. and there's been yeah. no, no attempt mm-hmm. it seems no to find out who might be coming yeah. Yeah. how you can work with the venue to draw in their regular customers if it's a bar or, or whatever yeah. um, or you know just bring in their regular visitors because um, I think as a I think people forget if you go if you visit a press regularly and then suddenly there's an event out of the blue a lot of people will choose not to go and yeah, you don't exactly. get the regulars coming yeah. because they'll say well, I don't know what that is that yeah. isn't that's not part of my regular experience yeah. in that space so I will it's not for me it's yeah. you know, I'll, 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 I won't go tonight you mm-hmm. know? Um, and I think mm-hmm. and then, then that would obviously it seems it would extend into touring programs and yeah. you
1: know. And I think as well for us, because we work with a lot of writers who are from abroad as well, who come over, um, we make the effort to really reach those communities in the UK. You know, people, there are so many different communities and cultures in Britain, and it doesn't, these days with the internet, it doesn't take too long to be able to find um, you know newspapers or local radio mm. programs, which might cater to different you know cultures or whatever, and that's that's what we do when we put out our publicity. So, for example, when we went when we had the Russian Poetry Night, we had a lot of Russians actually coming to the event who live in London mm. because we had taken the time to approach the Russian media in London, local radio stations in London, etc.
2: I think one of one of the things that we have been frustrated about in the past is that if you are if you are a book lover and you have you know fairly sort of mainstream tastes and a bit of money and all that kind of thing, particularly in this brilliant city of ours, you are well catered for um, and there 's a lot of venues and a lot of great programmers putting on. Writers who will sit and talk, and poets who will sit and talk, and read their work. We are less interested in that um, in the longer term. In that we wanted to represent perhaps voices who were not represented m- more widely in the mainstream. Whether that's you know the brilliance sort of black British writers we took to the states, or um, through stand-up and spit, which is a uh, with the poet Tim Wells, sort of resurgence and celebration of uh, working class poetry.
0: If it's not too distracting, I'd, I'd rather no one mention Tim Wells Can he get too many shout outs. It's all <laughs> too positive towards his. Uh, um, yeah, he's, check, he's, he's, a, dreadful me, diva. Yeah, he's a
2: dreadful diva, that's
0: all we can yeah. say. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think also one thing that I've always felt with. Events that speaking of put on, you put on. It's, you, you seem to be very aware of the obligation towards participants. In that, if you invite someone, yeah. you should you should promote them properly. Yeah. You know, you, you, your your obligation lies to your panel or your readers as, well, as much as you know. It's it has to be. Uh, am I going to say the word holistic? You <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, <laughs> <this? It> just. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but now you have to look uh, more roundly yeah. at the whole okay. thing um, in order, and speaking of, really for this, is professional, uh, speaking of your live events, um, I attended the <laughs> Breaking Ground reading at uh, uh, Waterstones on Piccadilly, which I think was the first time I became aware of the Breaking Ground uh, project, and um, professional segue into talking about your latest project, which is the US, you're taking the Breaking Ground Project on tour in the US, but maybe we could have a brief uh, description of what the whole project the project is as a whole, and we can talk about yeah. the tour. Mm.
1: Yeah, so um, breaking ground was an idea that I'd like had for ages and kept nagging Nick and Sarah about. Um, I'm part of a, a project called Afro Europe's, which is basically looking at the. The Black European population right across the continent, and um, although it's an academic project, we also always have a cultural program, and it's one of the funnest academic projects you could ever want to be on, including dancing, etc. So um, we um, we had an Afro Europe's conference in London in 2013, and had a great um, number of people come from both. Europe and the States and I think on the first well we did cultural evening nights every night Mm -hmm. and it was really interesting to discover that a lot of the American academics didn't know any of the black British writers we were putting on stage and this included people who I would have thought were quite mainstream names you know um, Bernadine Evaristo or Colin Grant or Mm -hmm. someone and um, it was quite a shock so Sarah and I talked to a couple of um, the American academics who we are very good friends with and they we told them of our idea to let's bring some black British writers to the States. And they were just like, yes, we will support you in this and we're going to, you know, it really needs to happen. <clears throat> so that was 2013 and um, it took us two years of writing hundreds of emails and, like, trying to get funding from all sorts of places to get enough money together to um, really do something and the first iteration of breaking ground happened last autumn Uh, we were able to take um, nine writers to the us for i think it was how many events it was about 10 events over eight days (coughs) including doing a, a massive showcase at um, a conference called Aswod, the Association for the Study of Worldwide African Diasporas in Charleston in South Carolina, um, where all of the writers performed and had to nearly 200 people and had a standing ovation at the end of it. Um, the writers performed in Rutgers, in Chicago, Pittsburgh, Atlanta. Um, so it was a lovely visit and they got to meet students, um, academics, other writers, publishers um, and all had a great experience and even people who were top academics in the US did not know them. So um, a quite a telling little thing that happened was Bernadine Evaristo and Jay Bernard did a talk at Rutgers University to the African-American course and Africana Studies and there were probably about 100 students in the room. So we started off by asking them how many famous black British people they knew, not even writers. Yeah. And they could barely name five. So then there was this kind of, you know, knowledge came out that basically they didn't even really know there were black people in Britain. So that was kind of like, OK, <clears throat> you know, and a lot of them were studying post-colonial history, for example. Well, you know, Britain's got to be kind of—it's a bit of a (laughs) role, yeah—in the centre there, isn't it? (laughs) so... Unfortunately. So that's um, that's how Breaking Ground started, and um, we decided that on another day we could have chosen another ten writers in a heartbeat and another ten, and another ten, so we also decided to not just promote those ten writers who were we taking on tour, but to produce a booklet which featured fifty black British writers, and again we could have chosen another fifty. But
0: it's something I really liked about the project, when I found out about it at the reading, was that there, it, it wasn't the usual thing of uh, having some sort of prize giving. It wasn't like yeah. we've made a long <coughs> list, short list, and here's are the the best free writers of this year. It, it was really, it does seem like a genuine attempt to just say, look, we've got so many, you know, there's so many, mm-hmm. um, we'll try and promote as many people well, as we had to be. We had to
2: be really brave, yeah. and it it was quite concerning because any list, any prize, is will always leave people off. And, you know, as Shamila says, we could have done another booklet yes. with another 50 brilliant writers in. Um, and we tried to mix it up between, you know, not everyone's published, um, the spoken word artists in there, um, memoirists, crime writers. Um, so we we did have to be brave, and it was quite scary. Yeah. Um, and the last thing we wanted to do was to create a sort of bad feeling by including some and excluding others. And touch wood, I don't think we have.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were... Um you know we were very kind of aware that we wanted to show the diversity that exists not just in the in the writing but age groups um backgrounds etc as well so um you know um there's a quote from i think bonnie greer in um, an interview she gave for wasafiri where she sort of says that Britain's um, strength in terms of its black population is the fact that it's really diverse. And people make this mistake of always looking to America to, when you know, events happen or whatever, to look at what's going on in black politics there. But the populations are very different. um, you know, um African-Americans have been in, in America, by and large, as a you know, large population for several hundred years. Britain's black communities come from like, such a different range of locations, with different experiences, and um, but that's a real strength and a really interesting thing, mm-hmm. but people don't tend to sort of... Actually, as much as I love to
0: talk about him, but Tim's project <laughs> and blog, Stand Up and Spit, is a really good example of the... Early influences of immigration over literature in this country, and the continued uh, influences, because obviously, especially in London, it's not—it wasn't one event where a load of new people arrived. It's Mm. always been staggered, and different groups from different parts of the world came at different times and influenced things in amazing ways. I think, uh, yeah, check out his blog
1: (laughs) for (laughs) more (laughs) information yeah
2: so it's one of the things that was really interesting for for many of us was to to talk to the audience after the big Charleston event mm. where there wasn't just a standing ovation, there was this oh, I can't really describe it this sort of swell of feeling, a, a feeling that something really special had just happened and you know we included um, Walsan did a, a special recording for us, and her face was on these sort of three massive screens mm. down the side of the room. It was amazing. But in talking to people afterwards, they were, again, academics, people who studied, people who one would have thought would know this stuff, um, were amazed at the diversity and the backgrounds, the mixed backgrounds of the nine writers on mm. stage. Yeah. So Gabriel, for example, would you know, stood up and said, Well I'm I'm sort of Nigerian Jewish Irish. Irish um and Londoner. Indeed. Sort of in this, this <laughs> mix word, of yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, you know, this mix of skin colour and, and background and mm. accent and, and everything, yeah. absolutely and it, it worked and it's a tribute I think to Shaman's programming. When you saw everyone sitting up on that stage, it it really came together and I, I think I'm properly understood what you've been banging on about all this time <laughs> and you've got it absolutely right and certainly the audience, um,
0: the audience felt that. So are there any more breaking ground events lined up for the UK?
1: Yes actually, so um, we so we went to the US in the autumn and we're just back now. Oh. Um, as we speak, Bernadine and Colin should hopefully be waking up to separately um, <laughs> 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 Separate, <but laughs> in the <Okay>. same hotel <laughs> to, um, <laughs> to prepare for their um, NYU reading this lunchtime. Yeah. Um, so we're going So we're going to be in California all of next week doing readings and events in um, Davis, University of California at Davis um, at San Francisco at a bookshop and we're sending the six guys to the prison that used to be called Folsom Prison to do writing workshops. And then when we come back on the 22nd of June, we're going back to Waterstones Piccadilly and we're going to have an evening of um, a bit of chat about what's, what happened and their experiences, a bit of video because Nick will be doing lots of lovely filming in the States with all the writers. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you know a little bit of audio thrown in etc it's just going to be a, kind of an evening of celebration but also telling people what's been going on and it's going to be introduced by Hirsch Sawney who's actually um, South Asian writer but who lives in New York but has got a lot of links with the UK and his first novel is just come out but with um, Akashic Books it's a coming of age novel about a young um, South Asian boy in New York, and um, it's kind of a really nice way to show sort of the links between all these different international communities as well. And Akashic seems to be doing
0: some really great, oh, yeah, I, I sort of, uh, I got to hear about them through uh, Kaya, got Yeah, we had a pamphlet out for them, and I interviewed him recently, so yeah, they seem to be doing some fantastic work. Yeah. are. It's a shame they're so far away, cause I'd like to chat on them. But, um, in terms of, I mean, I have no, I still have no idea who listens to this podcast. In terms of where they are, because <laughs> uh, because it goes out through YouTube, it's hard to work out. If there's not really analytic uh, information as to where listeners are. But I'm presuming most of them live in Britain. So, c- can people follow the U.S. tour as it's happening? Are there ways of following that? Absolutely.
2: We can do it on uh, Twitter through hashtag BreakGround. Um, hashtag breaking ground we realised it's something to do with wrestling in WWE so okay. not that one <laughs> hashtag breaking ground <laughs> um, and uh, also through um, our website so if you go onto Speaking Volumes website um, we've got lots of sort of video and you can follow us through that and again not Speaking Volumes the Christian bookshop um,
0: yeah there's that <laughs>
1: SpeakingVolumes.org.uk. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and also Facebook. We've um, had lots of stuff going up every day about all the different writers, mm-hmm. and as events happen, we'll be putting more stuff up. So um, some of the writers have been have agreed to do some live Twitter interviews yeah. as well. So yeah, we're going. It's pretty much going to be documented as we go along, and um, it's also, as I say, Nick is going to be doing some filming so that not just of the author's reading events but hopefully it's a nice beautifully sunlit warm walks in california sort of chatting etc
2: you know she's <laughs> saying this because i'm not going <laughs> i'll be managing to stand off and spread the uk tour where we'll be going to salford last <laughs> Yeah day. you're going yeah it's you fine. fine you're going to the northwest it's
0: fine. exactly <laughs> my
2: spiritual home and in fact my original home yeah. so that's fine
1: well, you know, as you would still be wearing your thermals <laughs> <You're> in California. <laughs> there, was, there was a day on the
2: Sons <laughs> Island where we were being shown around and it was sort of 80-odd degrees and I was wearing a cardigan and thick tights and people were laughing at me. I'm
1: a northerner. Yeah. I have to say, when we went to Charleston, it was a real experience because it had only been a few months since the shooting had happened in the church in Charleston. And then to take nine black British writers... To you know that town, which has such obviously resonance right from the beginning of slavery mm-hmm. in the states. Um, they, I think, they were all very moved in different ways by just being there and walking around and yeah. sort of you know mm-hmm. feeling the vibes and stuff. They
2: wrote some incredible um, blog posts as well that uh, they're all on our website. Mm-hmm. And going back to what you were saying earlier about the you know the writer's experience being really important to us. Um, that's you know, that's something we work very hard at and we particularly for breaking ground go back to them all the time and we want to meet, you know, they're they're the writers, they're the, the sort of window for the rest of us,
0: um, I, to experience these things. I think that's what seems quite brave as well about rather than doing a prize giving, you know, which is for the organisations, whichever way you look, it's always an act of self-promotion mm. Mm. as an organisation. You, it's, it's quite a brave thing to say. Well, we're not really doing much, you know. We, you lay on the gigs, but then it's up to the, you know, yeah. the, then it's really about. I think it's quite a healthy. It's a really healthy way of, and refreshing way of looking at the whole project. And uh, yeah, it's, I think it's actually that's quite a good thing to mention to the listeners. I suppose it is. It, it's, um, you'll get as much out of following the individual writers' blogs, won't you? Yeah, in the, absolutely. In the, as to what the really project is supposed to be. And, yeah. yeah.
1: And I think as well, I mean, things that we discovered were that the ten writers that we put together, some of them didn't know each other or know really any of the writing that they were doing. And since, since the first visit, not only have they um, You know, just formed friendships, but they've been doing things together, collaborating. They've also had really good, you know, they've all had different experiences of um, reaching out to the US contacts that they've made. So people have written for US magazines and um, have, you know, been in touch and done classes with with students coming to London, etc. So it's been kind of like it's like watching, you know, sort of you know, you, you have a party and you introduce a load of people who don't know each other and then they all kind of get on and you just see all these, you know, lovely friendships mm. developing. So. Absolutely. And we have, I mean, we
2: have future plans to do a, a third visit back to the US because this, from when we started and actually in the four months since we last went to the States, the writers have got more work. We've been asked to take more writers over. You know, there's a there is a, you know, a legacy to it. Um, this isn't just a sort of one-off visit. But our our future plans are to take breaking ground to Europe. Um, obviously, Europe in quite a large space, but to four <laughs> to four different countries in um, in Europe, expanding um, the number of writers that have the opportunity to. To do this. Um, mm. and that's something we're really, really excited about. We we will need to sort of wait and see if we get funding, et cetera, for it. But yeah, yeah. cross fingers.
0: Have you got any plans in place to uh, combat Beyoncé trying to steal your fund by uh, sampling <laughs> so uh, young black, uh, black British writers and stealing your funders or something? I just, <laughs> I
2: don't think we have anything to worry about. I don't no, think no. you know. I I don't think anyone's really heard of. Beyonce, so she's, yeah, yeah quite, she's just, <laughs> just, just
0: some, she's just, fur. she's just jumped on the bandwagon, I think. Absolutely, yeah, because yeah. it's something you've started, yeah, I think she's, absolutely. Yeah. 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 she's watching us, so, you know, the next
2: thing, Yeah, the next thing she'll be copying on She needs to Fashion.
0: get onto this hashtag, <laughs> break ground, to yeah, 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 give you some credit for, yeah. for yeah. yeah, she
2: really does, and Josie needs to, what she needs to,
0: to, well, she needs to yeah. do it
1: before he jumps in, because then, you know, That'll be another In, bone of contention between them. Indeed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we we are both Becky's for the good one. Yes. No, I think I mean it's it's so exciting. Yeah. It's so exciting mm-hmm. for Warsaw. She's just she's just an extraordinary performer. Yeah. Um, and you know, to have her as part of Breaking Ground is you know, is fantastic. And the other thing we haven't said actually is that a lot of the writers of course are are published. And um, are published, not all of them, but some of them are published by the sort of smaller independent mm. presses who, as we've just discussed, often do the most interesting stuff. Um, and War Sand's currently published by Flipped Eye, um, as is Nick McCurvey,
0: mm-hmm. I think.
2: Um, so that's, you know, it's a great opportunity for us to also promote um, independent British publishers abroad. Mm-hmm. Um, in yeah. a way that they wouldn't necessarily great. have yeah. the capacity it's so, to do themselves. bit so. of timing
0: isn't it, yeah. just before the toilet you get you know, the, the, at least one person involved in yeah. the project is
1: so much uh, and Wallsland definitely deserved it um, yes uh, absolutely. as as Neil Parks. yeah as Disney and, and Flipped eye. Yeah. I hope yeah. he's <laughs> reprinting yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well he did say <laughs> quickly. In, he did say in a very nice New York Times interview that he would anticipate that there's going to be more demand mm. so um, but I think you know on a serious note um, this is kind of all of the stuff that we do um, easily shows that Diverse literature is really saleable, exportable, marketable, etc. And that, you know, the publishing industry, if you like, in this country needs to actually pay a bit of attention to the fact that um, stuff works.
0: Well, that's the thing, I mean, anyone that does a little bit of looking around and trying to read different stuff wouldn't be at all surprised that someone, like the quality of all sense, got picked up. Yeah, yeah. There's no surprise there at all, it's fantastic yeah. writing. It's only if you don't really pay any attention that you think, oh, who's that? Because I haven't heard of yeah. her before. She can't. There was a really odd, obviously been put in by a sub-editor, mm-hmm. but being shocked at the prolific amount she was writing. Think you well, that's only because you've ignored this person for Absolutely. six years. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Just it's because kind of you don't know who they story, are, it doesn't yeah. mean it's surprising that they're writing a lot of stuff. Yeah. or have. Really, anyway, that's a side yeah. issue. <laughs> 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 and it goes for so many writers. You could go on all day naming writers that deserve attention but anyway um, I'm just a bit conscious of the time so in terms of so there's obviously through Twitter and through your uh, website people can follow the project or the tours that's going along and then find the names of the people on the tour and follow their blogs and stuff so there's lots
1: and lots yeah. going on and then come and see the event on the 22nd of June yeah. um, and you know see what we did in, in the States it's free, uh, isn't it? So it is, Thanks free. Yeah. And there'll be wine yes. as well. Yeah, oh, and wine. good lord, <laughs> right. <laughs> what a shock. I'm like, <laughs>
0: but aside, so aside from the breaking ground, maybe we could wrap up by talking about any other projects that you've got coming up in mm-hmm. the pipeline or that are already underway?
1: Mm-hmm. So, um, Sarah's been taking care of some lovely gigs all around the country that we're, yes. are going to be happening over the summer. Um, with a lot of running poets, old and new. Mm.
2: Yeah, this, uh, we've
1: linked up with some brilliant
2: promoters all over the country, um, from Bradford Literature Festival to uh, the Evidently Guys in Salford, yeah. um, the Liverpool Wow Festival, um, Find the Right Words, etc. Um, and then on the ninth of July, we were asked by the Roundhouse to put together a, a day of sort of punk, ranting, poetry, crossover mm-hmm. loveliness. Um, so we're doing that on the 9th of July. We've got everyone from sort of Danny Fields, um, Linda Quater Johnson, Dennis Bovell, Phil Jupiter, Sophie Cameron, um, Rosa Dacca, Selena Gordon.
0: Yeah, there's some fantastic well, Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just
2: loads of, of kind of brilliant, so that's, that's an event that we're really looking forward to. Yeah.
0: I can remember chatting to Tim months ago I and mean, it was just sort of the idea of developing the tour was was mm-hmm. coming up and now to see it, yeah. it just dates being added all the time and yeah. amazing poets and um, and they, they've going back to the the stand up and spit thing which is at camden town hall yeah. last year that it's a good show as well isn't it it's yeah, not just absolutely. you know they, they're all great you know yeah. so you've got some really good performers there isn't it? not just writers
1: yeah, and, it's, and Sarah's worked really hard to ensure as well that it is all over the country. It's a real spread yes. of places, so um, you know, which is what we've wanted to do for ages. But it's really good to see it happen. Well, it's nice to
0: go back to the root of renting, anyway, isn't it? because it was never really an under yeah, thing. Yeah. It was always yeah, yeah, so.
2: yeah, absolutely. And we're we're trying to get gigs at the moment in. Um, you know, the scene was huge in Hull, yes. for example, so, you know, we're talking to Swift Nick up there, who's mm. one of the originals, um, to not go to an art centre, mm. but to try and find some of these sort of places yes. that, you know, this was happening where, I mean, the, the thought of poetry in a pub now, or po- people just standing up mm. in amongst normal people, not a kind of hipster pub, um, yeah, is slightly because oh, I can't quite get my head around it.
0: Um. Yeah, we did it recently in The Good Intent, which is on East Street Market off of Walworth Road. Mm. And, I mean, that area is changing. It's becoming the, the Hibsdale, which London is quickly becoming all over, but The Good Intent is still a proper pub. Yeah. They have an open mic night, which just includes people with acoustic guitars and go, go up and do some poems, and it was just... It was pretty tense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. People didn't, no, didn't <laughs> quite really wanted to be happening (laughs) where some people shout you know really because you had to you're sort of i suppose that's how i'm developed in one way you you are forced to project a lot more because you haven't got a captive audience you haven't actually got an audience
2: yeah exactly and going up there before punk bands and sort of getting bottles thrown at your head and spatter and i I think
1: um linton said something about when he he opened for a number of punk bands and stuff in the seventies, doing his poetry, and yeah, that's some of the, you know, the audience reaction was similar to that. <laughs> so I can't um, imagine Linton taking that. Well, you know, um, the scowl. You, 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 you take, you um, take, you know, all sorts of audience reactions. <laughs> don't yes, you? I guess. I don't know what's worse, that. I don't, or I don't
0: think you'd have to be a brave person to throw something at Linton as a younger man. <laughs> oh, well, <even> now. <laughs> but no, especially <laughs> the then. Moment. I mean, it was pretty intimidating on stage. I've seen some yeah. uh, footage yeah. of it. He's but, still yeah. absolutely good. yeah. But I had the memory of him reading uh, Michael Smith's poem the Sandpit a mm-hmm. bit and I just I've not seen so many uh, uh, poets that like to have an air of bravado about them just fall to pieces. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, yeah, the, that guy, was the real, guy's incredible. Yeah. That was a real moment. Yeah.
2: I think so yeah, so we're doing more as many stand up and spits as we can. Mm. Um, and long may that continue. Tim's blog just has the most extraordinary Tim? amount of Tim Wiles, you've heard of him?
1: No. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> has the most extraordinary amount of hits. Yes. Um yeah, really really a huge yeah. kind of audience for for this kind of work. So we're gonna to continue to do that. Um we're hopefully doing a project with the brilliant John Hegley around some of his children's work mm. um, and the, we haven't quite planned this out yet but uh, the producer um, of the original Mikey Smith um, Arena film that was made in when? The 80s?
1: 84
0: maybe?
1: I right? think it was 84. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
2: and uh, we put that on uh, last year again as part of Stand Up and Spit um, at the BCA in Brixton but. The, um, yeah, the producer and director who basically still has all these incredible films that he made over a yeah. really long period has basically offered it's us bad, you know we, we can use many of these we haven't quite thought <laughs> about what we're yeah, going to do with them yet but that's so exciting
1: yeah. it's a bit of time issues going on because we all all three of us do this part-time yes. Um, so we've got loads of ideas but we don't have enough hours in the day to do. But in the autumn as well one thing we are working on is that um there's going to be a celebration of the 50th anniversary of guyanese independence so there's going to be a lovely evening of poetry and music at senate house with keith waite and john agard grace nichols and malika booker Mm -hmm. just celebrating that so that's a nice little contained event it's also the 50th anniversary of um the caribbean Artists movement which you know was a um a visual arts movement that brought together all different artists from across the Caribbean in London. So we're hoping to get some really nice images from some of the artists to, to use as backdrops and stuff as well, just to you know, sort of show how these things kind of never are in isolation. Yeah.
0: Well. Brilliant. I think we may have sort of run out of time, but it's been really nice chatting. So, yeah, uh, all links to all the Twitter stuff and the websites we talked about, I will put in the description. Brilliant this recording so you can just click and find the links and uh, yeah I check out speaker volumes i hope
1: thank it was you. all right <laughs> yeah, perfect
0: thank you very much
1: i didn't do my limericks but in mind